everybody. Uh, this is me. Uh, I don't know what the voice is. Welcome to Respawning Fire the Kickass. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, get you. What, is, what did Tim Gunn say? How do you do it again? Designers, you have an hour. Make it work. Everyone, gaming's here. Make it work. Uh, welcome to Respawning Fire Kickass, Reverend Gaming Podcast from Alpha Video. So I'm your host, Adam. He just found out Tim Gunn's uh, catchphrase, Gumbert. And we have with us today, Chad. He knows Tim Gunn's catchphrase, Michael Linus. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince, cozy bear alive. Going to bed right now at one twenty-two a.m. London time. I guess that is. He's in London. London. Yeah. Uh, Alex is in another. I was going to say state, but that's not correct. Another country. Technically, um, yeah. The word state can refer to a country. You'd be a statesman. That's true. Uh, so yeah, it's just me and Chad. We're here to hang out. You catch us live on Twitch.tv/slash Affiliates. <clears throat> Excuse me, affable idiots. Sunday evenings normally at eight thirty. YouTube and podcast services nine a.m. Eastern time. There's not a lot today, right? It's summer. We know how it goes. So I have a bunch of mm. bullshit for you, Chad, at the beginning I of like the episode. Because why not? We're gonna get to gaming. We're gonna talk about Black Panther just got announced. Um, some stuff about movies, stuff about Spider Man. We'll get to that when we get to it. But first up, Chad, in your tweet for the make our go live, you yeah. asked a favorite taco topping and again no, you always do this i said go to taco topping go to go to mm-hmm. and since i'm what, what london time yes oh thank you cozy i want to ask what is your go-to taco topping i don't know cheese probably <laughs> okay for me easily cilantro it's like the only thing you can really put cilantro on is tacos and i fucking love cilantro if i could eat it raw i would but it's I not really socially acceptable i tell you um, what i tell you what here it is here it is real I get nacho cheese, Taco Bell nacho cheese. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they'll come on the Crunchwrap Supreme, but sometimes after you order enough Taco Bell, they're like, we'll give you more things to make you fatter. And so yeah. you get like, here's your reward. And it's oftentimes a cheesy gordita crunch or a chalupa supreme. And I will take out either the spicy ranch sauce or the sour cream and I'll replace it with nacho cheese. Mm. So that's my go-to. Nacho that's cheese. pretty good. That's solid. All right. The next thing, also on Twitter, you know what? I know he's not here right now because it's not our normal time, and he refuses to show up if it's not our normal time. But Brian, what a lazy. Can we talk about this? What a lazy fuck, manly Brian. Yeah, that's exactly who I thought we were gonna be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> who did you think we were manly be talking Brian about? Manly Brian is a lazy fuck. No, manly Brian is great, but go to re- at respawn and fire on Twitter because he made <laughs> an edit. Of oh Chad talking about the butterflies, and it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Holy shit. What? What? Bro. How much time? Does he have a job? What I does he so. do? <laughs> no, I know he... I, in our secret Discord, I know he has a job, because we talked about it in secret Discord. It's incredible. This edit is incredible, and I wish that I had half of the energy and time that he put into this thing to put into anything that I actually get paid for in life. It's great. Everyone check that out. Responding far on Twitter if you can uh, get us within your 600 for the day. All right. A couple more things, Chad, before we get there. Yeah. Twist the metal. We're not going to talk about it because there's no point to talk about it in a, in a thing. But right. over under on the Rotten Tomatoes for this oh. TV show. <laughs> what are you thinking? Oh, God. Uh, this is going to be, I'm sorry for the goldfish crunching, the burping. I'm not sorry. I'm just acknowledging it so that people, if this is your first episode, you realize it's a normal thing. And if you don't want to get into it, get out now. It's not that normal, but you know. Twisted Metal is, I think it's going to come in at a 35% or lower on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, we're going low, huh? Mm-hmm. Critic score. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. We don't care yeah, what yeah. the people have to say. They're idiots. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say it's going to be like a 47 but I'm going to fucking love it. I want to love it. I'm going into it wanting to love it. So we'll see what happens. You know, okay. I'm going to force okay. myself to I saw that new trailer that dropped today, and I'm like, I love all these people. And that's that's where I'll leave it. I love all these people. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church? I was like, I forgot he was in this show. Yeah. Thomas Hayden Church. Sandman. <laughs> yep. Among other things. Um, yeah, it's going to be bad, but I'm very excited to watch that on July 27th. Next up, before we started... Again, I wish people could always see what we're doing beforehand because we're a bunch of idiots. It's mostly You're just f- us watching barbecue sauce videos. We did watch the Chili's barbecue <laughs> sauce behind the scenes video, and it's pretty amazing. Check it out. Uh, your favorite Ernest movie, Ernest P. Worrell. Oh, yeah. Who's your, what's your favorite one? Wait, did you say Ernest P. World? Is that what you said? Ernest P. Worrell is the character's full name. Oh. Yeah. I did not. I don't think I ever knew that. 
But yes, favorite the... favorite Ernest movie. Although we talked about this, it, it was scary. Is Ernest Scared Stupid? Yeah, just because you know it's kind of Halloween themed. There's the troll. You got to spray it with milk and a super soaker to get it to go away. He reads milk as Miak because he's upside down in the grocery store, and then my family calls it Miak for the rest of our lives. They just never gave it Classic. up. Classic. I love it. I love Ernest Saves Christmas because it's a story about Santa going to Florida. The entire movie takes place in Florida, not Christmassy <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> and he's trying to convince a man to become Santa for him. Very similar to Smoochie Must Die or whatever. Death of Smoochie, whatever that movie Death is that you're talking about. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, close second. I've never watched it. This was a direct video, but Ernest Goes to Africa could be problematic. And it was shot in Ohio, but I hope it's fun. Okay. <laughs> who knows? Okay. Who knows? Um, and then the last thing is that, okay, so I'm going to go see Mission Impossible in IMAX. Yeah. I haven't, because oh, I'm so excited pumped. for it. Looks awesome. Looks cool. Going to see him do that jump you... off the cliff in, yeah. in IMAX. Yeah. In the biggest screen possible. What is yep. the last IMAX movie that you saw? Oh, anytime something is shot in IMAX or formatted for IMAX, et cetera, that, that's how I see it. In fact, I drive up to San Francisco specifically to see it on the second largest screen in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last one was a couple weeks ago. We went up. What did we see? It was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Okay. And then, oh, The Flash. The Flash mm, okay. was the last one. And then I will be gotcha. driving up on Wednesday to go see Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. No, mm, Dead. Well, Dead. Dead Reckoning Part 1. Reckoning Part 1. And then I'll be driving up again next Friday to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. And I love it in that movie, they're going to just let off a bomb in every theater. That's how good. <laughs> yeah. No CGI here. He's doing it for real. <laughs> Nuclear bomb. Uh, for me, this is embarrassing. Because mm-hmm. we have a thing where it's like RPX theater at yeah, Regal, where it's, yeah. it's not full IMAX. So I see a lot of stuff in that. But we do have a, an actual IMAX theater. And the last time I went there, <laughs> I saw Fantastic Beasts 2. Oh God! <laughs> the last movie I saw in that IMAX theater. I don't think it shot in IMAX. Awful movie. But here's the, uh, here's the, the thing about one. IMAX is that it is there. Unfortunately, there are so many things labeled IMAX that just aren't IMAX. Mm-hmm. If it's not in the aspect ratio, that's more of a square, and the movie wasn't shot that way, it's not worth going to see it. it in doesn't IMAX. matter. Yeah, like you're better off going to see it in Dolby or something like that. Like if it's widescreen and you see it on the square screen, trash trash is yeah. you're gonna have big black bars over but if it's also if it's shot for imax and you do have that tall aspect ratio and oh i sat at navy pier in chicago i sat front row because it was packed front row to see christopher nolan's interstellar mm-hmm. and i was just like looking up at this 100 foot screen in front of me my neck hurts so bad after that movie but it yeah. was gorgeous love it Still haven't seen that movie. Um, anyways, we're going to move on to our main quest. Speaking okay, of Ernest Chad. Goes to Africa. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Can you can you do the prompt or do I need to do it? Oh, no, 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 no. This is very much your episode now. Good Lord. So as uh, a little joke, everybody, I wrote in the doc to do the music from Black Panther with your mouth, not realizing that I'm hosting today. <laughs> so that's kill. That's Killmonger. Black Panther game incoming. Wesley Inpool at IGN. By the way, Killmonger's music is great because it's hip hop mixed with African like drums and stuff. Because, you know, explains who he is as a character. It's great. Uh, EA has confirmed the heavily rumored Black Panther game. The single-player action-adventure game based on Marvel's Black Panther is in development at a new Seattle-based EA studio called Cliffhanger Games. It's like you're hanging off a cliff. You're Cliffhanger. <laughs> and that's what you do when, you, when you're hanging off a cliff. It's just like a cultural thing. Everyone just screams, Cliffhanger! Yeah, that's like what we do. Like people who own Jeep Wranglers, they all like do the Jeep wave to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking weirdos. EA did not release any <laughs> screenshots or video of this Black Panther game, uh, but did say it's an original third-person single-player adventure developed in partnership with Marvel Games. Uh, the project is led by Kevin Stevens, who was Monolith Production studio head during development of Shadow of Mordor franchise. Uh, it's a quote from Kevin. We've uh, dedicated, or we're dedicated to delivering fans a, de- a definitive and authentic Black Panther experience, giving them more agency and control over their narrative than they have ever experienced in a story-driven video game. Wakanda is a rich superhero sandbox, and our mission is to develop an epic world for players who love Black Panther and want to explore the world of Wakanda as much as we do. <clears throat> I think it's very cool. 
we're starting to get because you know we got rumors about or no i think we got official announcement of iron man we got amy yeah. heading's captain america black panther game we got this black panther game and again i am adore those shadow of more or those mordor games um so bringing that guy over this game probably won't come out till the end of this console cycle <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. say that now but single player open world black panther game sounds really cool to me what about you chad uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm super pumped for this, and I think actually my favorite thing that's come out of this news is seeing all of the prominent people in video games retweeting this news, saying like, there better be some some really high ranking roles on this development team that are led by black people. Like, we need black representation in story. We need it in. Uh, there was a Blessing Junior from Kind of Funny did a video about like black hair in video games a couple months ago. It was like, we need people, designers, artists, and things like like this is your chance to do it right. Um, and I, I think that's it's hopeful because I think it was Yusuf McGee tweeted that like people often announce things are this early as a recruitment tool. And he's like, here are a list of jobs that they're currently hiring for at this studio. So yeah, this is cool. I hope they do it right. I hope they have people who can authentically represent this character and its uh, culture and the environment and all of this kind of stuff. Like I'm, I'm pumped for it. And obviously I love third person superhero story driven games. So that's right up my freaking alley. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Even though we talked about Avengers. I didn't hate Avengers. I thought the story was all right. But being like, yo, we're not doing... Because I think the problems with that game was the games of service uh, for end game forever game. And just being like, again, just the fact that it's like, oh, I games, was the guy who did... Games as service end game forever game? Is that what you said? Yeah. Games of service, period. End game, comma... <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> it was a, it was just a bunch <laughs> of words. Um, but I mean, just say like those those Mordor games were so good, and that's also like single player open world. So I'm like, yeah, trust that yeah. guy. Better technology. Um, you know, like you said, yeah, get some some black people in there, or just have them have a shaved head. I guess you could do that too. But no, I mean, I feel like the mo Marvel understands what it needs to do with Black Panther because like the movies are such like. Again, they make the joke of the Tolkien white guys because the, there's like two white guys in those movies that are, were in uh, Lord of the Rings movies. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I think they'll, I think they understand what they need to do, and, and it'll be cool. And just Black Panther is such a cool, like movement style and and power set and stuff. So I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be pretty fun. Yeah, and I would love to be him able to like cap, like taking damage and then use that kinetic like power to like blast people away. Like that's super cool. Yeah, I hope that this era. Of Marvel games works out right because you know it didn't sell super well. Like I loved Midnight Suns, um, Spider Man wanted to. Uh, Spider Man and Miles obviously was great. We're hoping two is going to be good. You know there have been a couple of misses like Avengers being the big one, but I feel like again though the single player of Avengers was also really was good. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Really good. So I want them to keep doing their thing and make the again. I also don't think these games are coming out. I mean, if you think about it, we're probably halfway through this console cycle. Uh, I don't think we're going to get. A lot of these Marvel games in this console cycle, maybe, but we'll see. All right. Speaking uh, of, I, I know you said that like there's not a lot going on, so we have some room for some shit to just put some shit yeah. in this podcast. I was thinking uh -huh. about you know all the superhero stuff going on today, and it got me thinking about obviously the Wolverine game that came out. Whenever the Wolverine Origin, like the Wolverine Origins game, Origins, that was actually yeah, like really a good. good game, bad movie. Mm -hmm. um, and that got me thinking about X-Men and then how are the X-Men going to be in the MCU? And I saw, you know, that image of Deadpool and Wolverine today. And then I started thinking about who would play these people. And then I was like, fuck, I started thinking, what about Magneto? How does Magneto mm -hmm. slot into the MCU in its current form? Because if they stick, I mean, Magneto and the Holocaust are so intertwined, mm -hmm. like his origin of being in the Holocaust. Like if, if we did that in the MCU, sometime five years down the road from now because they've already announced the plans for the next several years like magneto would be 80 years old 90 years old at the no, yeah, start Magneto's, of the movie he's literally going to be almost 100 years old by the movie yeah. would happen which is yeah. insane so like um do we have to rewrite magneto do we have to like redefine his character now that we're so far removed from the holocaust I don't know. It's weird because I know when they made the the reboots with Michael Fassbender. Again, I love Michael Fassbender mm -hmm. as an actor, so that was great. And it was like, okay, that first movie set. When is the Cuban Missile Crisis in the '60s? I guess. So it's like, all right, if he was a kid, then he'd be thirty, almost forty now. So I guess it makes sense for Fassbender. And yeah. then it's like, you know, the the other movie getting into the '80s and '90s, just like he still looks like Michael Fassbender. <laughs> it's been, <laughs> you know, it's been a while. So, and then you know, 
five years after that last movie, he turns into uh, Ian McKellen all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> yep. I don't know. I, maybe it's like he's a mutant, so he ages different. I, I don't know how you do it. But that is, as we get farther away, having certain characters' origins be a specific thing, is it's going to be weird. Yeah. Because it's just like, this guy's 100 years old. I also was thinking, uh, you know, we saw that, again, we saw the Deadpool Wolverine image today. We saw Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in that suit, and I got thinking, we're like, man, how are they gonna? How are they gonna pull off? Spoilers for Logan. How are they gonna pull off Hugh Jackman being Wolverine in this thing when he's dead? I guess we're in the multiverse I, now. I I okay. So again, that image is great because I love him in that yellow fucking nineties yeah, fucking awesome cartoon suit. It's yeah. great. I'm a hundred percent sure that Deadpool three. It's not even a multiverse story as much as Ryan Reynolds wants to fuck around with his friends. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make a superhero movie out of it. I swear that's what that movie's gonna be. And I'm I'm here for because you know Deadpool's self-aware. He's like a multiverse. Yeah. That's cool. But how about all us dumb Fox kids come over and hang out in the MCU for a movie and then move away and then go away? So I think it's gonna be dumb and fun. And he'll figure. I it hope out. it's not. I hope it's not like inconsequential though. Like I hope mm-hmm. it still has like far-reaching implications for the the rest of the MCU. And it's not just. Oh, Doctor Strange peeked through a portal at the beginning of the movie and saw, oh, there's Deadpool in a different universe. And then at the end, he closes the portal and looks back at the camera and winks. Like, that's, I don't want that to be the thing. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, they can do anything because Deadpool literally shot Ryan Reynolds in the head when he was reading the Green Lantern screen uh, uh, <laughs> script in Deadpool 2. So they'll do something stupid. He's like, hey, it doesn't make sense. Don't worry about it. But I don't know. I mean, we've already got mutants in the MCU, but whatever. Yeah. Mutants. Uh, is that it? Yeah, that's all. That's that's it. We can move on. I like it. Very good stuff. All right, gonna move on to playtime. Playtime. Chad, you played with your pee pee. I played my pee pee. <laughs> um, I the thing that I played probably the most this week. I played a lot of hours of a lot of things, but the thing I probably played the most this week was Pokemon Pinball on the Game Boy Color. Adam. Ooh, <laughs> fun, fun, fun. <laughs> I was in Rhode Island with my boys about a week and a half ago, and part of what we did there, you know, we went around to some retro game stores, Bowser's Basement. We did not go back to the time capsule that sold me the NSYNC get to the show game. Garbage, garbage. Uh, No, but we did go to Bowser's Basement, and I bought, this is where I bought, yeah, Pokemon Pinball there, Bowser's Basement in... I don't remember the name of the city, but it's something that sounds dumb, because it's either in Massachusetts or it's in Rhode Island. Mm. Um... Anyway, I have not played this game since I was a wee little baby tyke, and I got my AAA battery out of my nightstand drawer, <laughs> put it in this thing, and I put it in my analog pocket. First of all, that fuck, that just praise again for the analog pocket for being such a beautiful machine with that gorgeous screen. But yeah, playing this game, I am addicted as hell, Adam. It's just so easy. Just jump in there, catch Pokemon, try your hardest to get the little ball to go around the left-hand side instead of the right-hand side so that you can finally evolve that Pokemon. And then, you know, you get all the experience to evolve it, but then you can't get the ball in the fucking hole to evolve it, and it goes down the center. It's like, and everything is all up to chance, and it's also not chance, and pinball sucks, but it's also addicting. And so, yeah, I'm playing Pokemon pinball a bunch. Um, I'm fucking loving it. And apparently, Joel just told me that there's a Ruby and Sapphire Pokemon pinball that I didn't know. Yeah, for advanced, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Ruby and Sapphire were on advanced, so I guess it would have to be advanced. Yeah, it's an advanced game. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. I also bought, while I was there, um, I have it on my desk. Oh, I bought Power Rangers, the Sega Game Gear game. I have not yet played it. But I'm thinking, I know I said this when I got it, but like I have the dock for the analog pocket. I'm thinking of maybe streaming. Ooh. Me playing some of these old-ass like I got the Spider-Man Sinister Six game on Game Gear. I've got a Zelda or like you can it's it's easy to stream some of this shit. So Yeah, yeah. You know, know me because you know they're all up in the attic and you know I just I can uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I pulled the ROMs off and it, so it's actually not very hard at all. If especially with that dock or if you have other means. Uh yeah. you could stream it pretty easily. So you should do that. Yeah. I played PP and then I played <laughs> <laughs> um, Final Fantasy 16, Adam. I'm not going to talk no, Chad, a ton about it because I, yeah. Before you get started, I uh-huh. wanted to bring this up for weeks, but you hadn't played it yet. And I, I just want to, it was funny, right? Hold mm-hmm. on. You keep talking because I have a factoid that I need to pull up about this video game. Keep going. Okay. Should I continue talking about this video game or, okay. So Final Fantasy 16, I played the demo several weeks ago. 
I was blown away. I was like, this is a Game of Thrones-ass game. Their twists and turns, jaw dropped to the floor at certain moments. The icon battles are intense. Loved it. Game came out. I played about 30 minutes of it, and then I went to Rhode Island for the rest of my life. And I didn't play it while I was there, and I came back, and I had to play whatever we played for Barf that I already forgot. Axiom Verge. Yeah, and Axiom Verge. I yeah, finally yeah. got back into Final Fantasy 16 this week. I'm about 10 hours in total, and I am pretty sure this is going to be my game of the year this year. And I am getting the inclination that this might be my game of the generation. Ooh, interesting. Like, I can see it going to some pretty amazing places. I, it, For folks listening, in a non-spoilery way, I just expanded my fire icon tool set to include some stuff that was within me the whole time that I didn't know. Um, so that that's where I am in the game. And it's just like some amazing story beats, some really, really cool self-discovery stuff and just like some fucking badass. These icon battles, Adam, are, I, I think I said it's like, it's like if Kong versus Godzilla were like 75 times more badass. And it's just like, because all of them have superpowers and they're demons and they're fighting each other and smashing each other into the earth. And it's just like, it is so fucking cool. And they are largely, when you're fighting them as yourself, it's like strategic. You have to worry about what you're doing. But then whenever it's just like the two giant creatures, it's like in a, in a Power Rangers game when it was Megazord versus Megazord. And it was just like, it's so cinematic that you're like, you're barely controlling it at all, but it doesn't matter. You're just watching this badass fucking shit happen on the screen. And I love it so much. Anyway, yeah, it's going to some cool places. I can't wait to play more of it. it might be game I'm glad you're happy because I had some, not some worries. I knew that certain people were going to love I'm happy that you're loving it. But holy hell, do Final Fantasy fans hate Final Fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? It feels like it. I just, there are certain people who are like, yes, it's awesome. I love this. This is one of my favorite games of the year. And then there are other people who are like, they just find they just fucking hate it. You know what I'm saying? They're like, it is not my Final Fantasy. Is definitely a thing I've heard people say, and it's it wild. Is absolutely, a huge departure from JRPGs. Mm -hmm. Like there is there is minimal equipment. You have like you get a belt, some arm stuff, and your sword, and those yeah. are the things that you upgrade. And then you get some some amulets to give you some stuff. And then you have some skills that you can invest in. And outside of that, this is very much an action combat. You don't even have a... Like Final Fantasy, you usually have a party of people. Even if you're not controlling them all directly, you usually have a party of people. It's just you and your dog in this, really. Mm -hmm. And it is it it is a lot more... It feels a little bit at times like a Kojima game. Like you're watching a lot of the game unfold mm -hmm. versus playing a lot of the game. Although there are definitely... There's a good balance of it. So I can definitely understand why people who are hardcore Final Fantasy JRPG fans, like this might not be their cup of tea at all. It still is very much like that. All the lore and all the Final Fantasy Japanese bullshit is there in such a good way. And, and I'm totally buying into it. But yeah, I can understand why why folks aren't getting what they want from this. Yeah. Like I said, I assume that it would make most people happy. But in the same day, I listened to Kind of Funny. So like Tim and uh, I think it was Blessing or Andy. I don't forget. They're like, we love it. It's great. And then I flipped over to the besties and the the McElroy boys hate this game. They don't really? either one of them want to finish it. They're like, we're done. We're not doing this game. We don't want to do it. And it's like, that's wild that it's like, either it's one of my favorite games of the year. Or I fucking hate this video game. And there's no in between. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. But really quick. Because we made a point during whenever we saw one of the trailers about you're like, the, the acting is so good. Even that kid is great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we pointed out specifically that, like, we hated, like, Hugo from A Plague Tale because he's just, yeah. like, annoying little little shit, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at this kid's uh, IMDb. His name's Logan Hannah or Hannon. Uh, he's done, of course, Plague Tale 1 and 2. He was a voice in Hogwarts Legacy. Archie Bickle. Does that sound familiar to you? There were a lot of bullshit There's wild names kids. in that game, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he's only Final Fantasy 16, Young Joshua. Look at him. They must have gotten him acting lessons. <laughs> I told you it was the same kid when we watched that trailer. Like, also, that sounds like the fucking kid from Plague Tale. It also, and it's like, if you've played the demo, you know this. So this isn't really spoilers. Like, you don't see that kid ever again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. He's They use him the exact I, as far right as amount. I know, that kid does not exist anymore. Yes, they use him the perfect amount and then moved on from the child actors. Yep. But no, I'm glad you're liking it. I just don't. It, it's like being a wrestling fan or being like a fan of um, 
like Star Wars and shit. It's like, oh man, we love this and it's fucking awful. It's like, what? I don't understand how you you're a fan and you hate the thing you're a fan of. Star Wars fans especially, they're like, it's fucking garbage. But I've watched every bit of it a hundred times. It's like, then why are you still watch it if you? <laughs> I don't understand. But I'm glad you like it, and that's cool. Well, what else is on this list? Uh, BS Beat Saber. I'm I'm getting back into VR. I'm doing this thing. I've decided. Rhode Island, I was there for a week. I was like, this is going to be my last tour. I'm going to eat like a fucking trash monster. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to come back 90 days, whole third calendar year quarter of the year, all the way through the end of September. I'm going to be really disciplined. And I'm going to eat yeah. fewer than 2,000 calories a day. I'm going to burn over 850 calories a day. I look back at my like, what was my average that I burned in the last month? And it was 800. So I'm like, mm-hmm. right, let's push that to 850. And so a big way that I've been doing that is with Beat Saber. Because if I'm playing on expert, here's here's the thing. I'm starting to like build back up my roster of scores because you know, moving from PS4 to PS5, your scores and your trophies and all that does not carry over. Your songs do, but your your progress doesn't. So I'm going back through the catalog and you know, getting all my expert S rank at double S rank things. But I can burn a good like 100, 120 calories every 10 minutes playing that game. So uh, it's very good for doing that. But I'm I'm getting my scores back on the board, Adam. And in fact, I know there are a lot of caveats on the score, but last night, BTS's Dynamite. Oh, yeah. I am uh, number four in the world right now. What's the caveats? Um, the caveats are that's on the PlayStation 5 install base, which is a much smaller yeah. install base. Uh, it is new scores, so maybe people who had them on the old system aren't on the new mm-hmm. system yet. It's also like not the most popular song on the entire thing, so maybe people just haven't played it again. But right now I'm number you gotta four. Get to play the hand you're dealt. Playing the hand you're dealt, it's fine. And I'm you're over here, four. I'm just sabering, slashing away, and I, I'm to the point where like I did the whole thing flawless on expert difficulty, and mm-hmm. now I'm doing it with the faster song modifier, and I've gotten it down to where I can do all but two of the notes. I keep hitting these, these two notes wrong, and then I started getting fatigued yesterday and making a lot more fuck-ups. Mm-hmm. But I think today is the day where I'm going to go in. I'm going to get it on the faster song multiplier, flawless, every single note. Flawless. And that's going to get me to number three, the three spot. Right Ooh. now I'm at the four spot. I'm the three spot. Three spot. There you go. Top three in the world. Top three in the world. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, S is Synapse. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I tweeted about this last week. But oh, man, Adam. This is the PSVR 2 experience. Like, this is the... Uh, I saw Holden two weeks ago when I was in Rhode Island. And he asked me, he was like, how's mm. PSVR 2 versus PSVR Wait, 1? Wait, how'd you... Holden's been dead for a couple of years. How did you see him? I communed with some spirits. <laughs> we hired a medium. <laughs> and uh, we over the same fire that we ate s'mores, we summoned Holden's ghost. Um, and he asked me, he's like, how are you liking the PSVR 2? And I told him at the time, this was before I played Synapse. I was like, it kind of feels like when you get an iPhone with a brand new feature on it and you're like, oh my God, ProMotion on this, like 120 hertz on this screen is so fucking good. A retina display is so fucking good, but I'm still going to do all the same shit on it. Like that's what it feels like. I got a new phone or the new version of the hardware that is decidedly better. It is a, in the best iteration that it has been and, and is on the market right now, but I'm still doing all the same shit on it. So it's not exciting to me. This changed things. Synapse is a roguelite game. So you would love it. The, the art style of it is super cool. It's like this grayscale, chrome, black and white kind of thing. And then certain elements of it, mostly the ones that are interactive, are like this really cool, um, like, chromatic rainbow type thing. Almost like, you know, whenever you, like, heat up metal really hot, certain types of metal, especially if it's, like, oily mm-hmm. or greasy or something like that. Or if you look Mostly at it's like gasoline when you, when you look at gasoline on the ground at the gas station, it has, yeah, like, that yeah, weird yeah, rainbow exactly, effect. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rainbow look to it. So, yeah. Really cool aesthetic to it, but it's all guns and telekinesis. So it kind of reminds me of Bioshock where you have your gun in your right hand, your power in your left hand. And you are basically just clearing out arenas. And you're moving from arena to arena. And as soon as you get to a new one, it's like seven left until you get to your subconscious. Six left till you get to your subconscious. So there's this whole like I'm going into it's almost like Inception a little bit where I'm going into this person's brain and getting all the way from their conscious to their subconscious to like implant something in their I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's fucking cool. Shooting people feels really great. I, uh, it's, it's weird that like I'm shooting people at a far, a far with a, a pistol or a handgun at times. And I'm like, man, that's really shaky. But then I just like I stabilize it with my other hand. It's like, oh, yeah, duh, like you would in real life. 
reloading things like you hit a button to drop the magazine and then you're supposed to do this with your hand to like put the magazine back in the gun uh for everyone i'm, I'm pushing my fist into my palm for audio listeners yeah. but you can also it's good enough that like you can also push it against your own chest and even though you don't mm. have a body or a chest in the game like it also reloads it for you like it, it knows, knows where it is things. and so that yeah. feels really good so i just reload on my chest it's super cool uh, you get a bunch of different types of weapons in the game, too. I haven't yet, but I've gotten to the point where I could choose that as an upgrade. Hmm. But the telekinesis, Adam, the adaptive triggers. This is where, the, like, the PSVR 2 part of it comes into play. The telekinesis, first of all, it's all done with your eyes. So wherever you, you can Ooh, shoot wherever okay. you want, but you're looking at things and interacting with technology or uh, interacting with te telekinesis based on your, your eyesight. So I you look at a box, I pick up the box with my trigger, and then I like smash it into somebody over and over. Or I hold it in front, of, I pick it up, bring my arm closer to me, hold it as a shield in front of me to block bullets while I peek out from beside it and shoot people with my pistol. Or the barrels, so there are explosive barrels throughout the levels too. And you lightly press the trigger, you feel a little bit of resistance at a certain point, you lightly press the trigger to pick it up and move it, and then you squeeze it like you're just compacting it in a fist and the mm -hmm. barrel explodes. And it's just so oh. satisfying to do that. And then of course you can upgrade your powers as you like unlock different challenges and, and things. So I've gotten to the point now where I can now pick up people and smash them against the wall and smash mm, them against other, chuck them off a cliff. And it's just so satisfying and it's it's fantastic. I'm really digging it. I've made it like probably, I think I'm, I've made it like a little over halfway before I died. There are, there are boss battles in there too that you have to like figure mm. out in, in an interesting way. How do I take down this boss without just shooting a thousand things at it? Um, yeah, I'm super into it. And of course you die, you restart, you pick up powers that you can continue to carry on to new versions of it. And then you start with random buffs that you can choose at the end of each level too. So very happy with synapse it is the first time that i felt like this is this is a psvr2 experience that you really couldn't have gotten on psvr1 and it's worth picking up the headset for well, not, i don't know it's not worth picking up the headset for this one game but if you got this game if you got the headset this is the game you should try well you wouldn't pay 600 dollars to play one video game <laughs> oh no 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 unless it's unless it's destiny yeah or beat saber well, that's true you would do yeah. that but no that's cool i'm glad that they finally have like you know, like a big, like a must play on it. Um, cause yeah. they'll, again, you that's synapse. Those if things. anyone's listening to that and they're like, I don't know what the game is. You said at the beginning, but I didn't care yet. Synapse is the name of the game. Synapse. Like the things in your brain. All right. Very cool. Uh, continued with red dead Two. just playing through that, playing with the kid doing stuff. I never did before challenges and shit, bro. I just played like two hours of poker the other day. Cause I had to do some gambling challenges. <laughs> just <laughs> I playing hands of poker do in that game. Oh man. Poker and blackjack and dominoes. It's great. Uh, and then some moonlighter because that's our barf game for the month. So I started playing that. I started a new save cause I had one before, but I was like, it's been so long and I didn't even get past the first dungeon. So let me just restart it. And, uh, I'm having fun with that. It's a good time. And that was, it. I didn't really, I've honestly, I'm just waiting for, my Lord and Savior, Baldur's Gate 3, to come out. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll be happy for once. Speaking uh, of Moonlighter, yeah. we, for Barf, we mentioned we played Axiom Verge last month. That episode is up right now on mm -hmm. YouTube and podcast services. Go listen to that. Manly Brian, that lazy asshole who creates these amazing <laughs> video edits. Uh, he's on that episode, too. Um, it's a good time. It's a good time. God, it's wonderful. I love having Brian on. I, my favorite thing about Brian, actually, it's a favorite thing about all of us. You and Brian specifically, not me as much, but you wrote me into it, is where you two have an energy, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and you'll yeah, see it in the edit. tiny you, nipples. <laughs> the tiny nipples thing. You two have an energy, right? And that energy, I would say, probably would annoy Alex if he's trying to host a podcast, right? <laughs> and then yeah. you two do it. And then I have to join in because, well, you guys are doing it too. So Alex is just sitting in the middle. Again, I love the edit. It's him. <laughs> It's just Alex sitting in the middle and staring off into space as everyone just makes jokes at his expense, <laughs> just unendingly. It's wonderful. Um, thank you, Alex. We love you. You're great. Um, all right. Yeah. Axiom Virgin, then Moonlighter is the next one. We're going to move on to our quest log, though. Chad, can you do this first part for me or do I have to do it? No, this is, this is all you, bro. This is all you. All right. 
Venom, 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 no one, but maybe. I don't know what the song from the second movie is, but I'm wa- I'll watch Venom, Let There Be Carnage tonight so I could be prepared next time. I saw that movie three times in movie theaters. <laughs> you shouldn't. Uh, we plan to see more from Spidey and Friends. That's why there's a Venom 3, because of people like <laughs> Listen, listen, I saw it once by myself and I was like, this is fucking cool. It was such a fun yeah. time. And then the second time I saw it with Matt and Dallas in wherever the hell we were i don't know la mm-hmm. i was like they were we had we had to do something i was like oh we've got some time to kill you want to go see venom I'm like fuck yeah i was like cool and then i did it again there was this girl i was like what do you want to do she's like i kind of want to go see a movie i was like well um well there's this and then she's like let's go see venom i was like fuck yeah all right that should have been so a red flag three times <laughs> <laughs> but we plan to see more from spidey and friends from charlie Watchels from ign uh, Insomniac Games is hosting a panel dedicated to Marvel Spider-Man 2 at San Diego Comic-Con. The panel titled Symbiotic Relationships is mm-hmm. slated to take place in Hall H on July 20th. Very nice. The Burbank, California-based studio announced the panel's title and location, but it hasn't confirmed any further information. But given the title and the image, Insomniac used it to tease it. We're likely to learn more about Venom, who's been built alongside Craven the Hunter as a major new antagonist in the sequel. Fans can expect both developers and actors that worked on Spider-Man 2 to make appearance at the panel. So not a lot. They just announced it, but... The fact that we're getting, again, Hall H is the big one, right? Like, and yep. everyone knows if you go to Comic-Con, Hall H is where the big announcements are. That's wild that Spider-Man 2 got a Hall H appointment. And it's called symbiotic, or excuse me, symbi- symbiotic, symbiotic that's right, relationships. That's right, that's right. Um, I think it's very cool. I'm very excited for this. Again, I'm just excited for that game. Want to be cool. But like a Hall H, I'm expecting things now, I guess. I don't want to overhype myself, but I'm expecting big things. To be at this panel. Yeah. Uh, I'm super into this. I Here's what I hope doesn't happen. I hope we don't see Carnage at this thing. I hope there's some big, giant, awesome twist in the game that never gets leaked and Carnage is in it and it blows our minds and I'm so surprised. Like, that's what I want to happen. Um, but aside from that, yeah, I guess we'll just learn more about Venom yeah. in the black symbiote suit. Oh, here's um, a dumb thing. Because I made a joke about this whenever we did the PlayStation Showcase reaction. So Gwen, obviously Mm -hmm. Mm Spider-Gwen, in certain iterations. What if she doesn't get her spider powers from being bitten by a spider, but Symbiote gets on Peter and has spider powers and then goes to Gwen. So Gwen, is she Venom Spider-Gwen? It'll never happen, but that'll be cool. Oh, Venom Gwen. Symbiote Gwen. 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 Gwenum. That's what it is. Gwenum. Gwenum. There we go. Very nice. No, also, I'm excited for since this. we have time to cool. bullshit, you mentioned Craven yeah, yeah. the Hunter as the antagonist in the sequel, blah, blah, blah. Have you seen that new tra- Venom or the new Craven the Hunter movie trailer? I mean, like, good on Aaron Taylor Johnson for getting a paycheck, but holy shit, that looks bad. <laughs> it looks like a bad movie, but holy shit, is he jacked as fuck? Oh, he's a big boy. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh he's a big my boy. God. Yeah. That's it. But it's just. Again, it's going to be bad. I don't know why yeah. people keep letting Sony make movies, but it's, be- it's uh, because we let them do this, and we pay- and so we memed Morbius. That's what's yeah. f- that's what it's like. If we would have just let Morbius die instead of memeing the fuck out of it and making people watch it, mm-hmm. it was such a bad movie. But yeah. that's what shocked you didn't see it three times in theaters. <laughs> I did not see Morbius three times. <laughs> I did see it once because I see basically every movie in theaters. Yeah. But holy shit. Ugh, that movie was so bad. what I will say about that, Craven, cool, he's a really cool Spider-Man bad guy. I don't know if Spider-Man would be involved in this at all. It doesn't make sense. I love how everybody in those movies is like, oh, I got blood from an animal and now I'm a superhuman. Right? <laughs> like, I got bit by bats, now I'm Morbius, which I guess makes sense enough. But everyone just, like, gets blood from something. and beca- Like, in what world does lion blood leak into you and you become superhuman <laughs> because anyone could do that if that was the case it has just to be like an mix of adrenaline you know, like certain dopamine chemicals going in your body mixing with the lion blood and the lion also got bit by one of those mosquitoes from jurassic park so it's part dinosaur mm, so it's and dinosaur that's what gives you the ability blood. to talk to animals somehow yeah oh is he talking that's the real that thing true? because we all know lions are famous for being able to talk to all the other animals they talk to every animal, animal. absolutely yeah. I just, and again, it's going to be generic. Like he's going to fight, and I'm sure he's going to fight his dad, and his dad will probably also get superhuman strength. Yeah, yeah. Because he fought. No, the rhino's in that movie, isn't he? 
Yeah, yeah, the very end of the movie, they teased the rhino. Yes, yep, another guy. Skin coming out. Got a rhino bled into <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Sony. All right. Um, are we getting more spooky, scary game movies from Lion, Ryan Less and Nigian? Spooky, scary, boys becoming men. Men become Then the wolves. men become wolves. Because they got wolf blood in them. <laughs> That's what it was. A, yeah. A wolf bled into them. There is a, again, we're bullshitting. There is a, it was on How Did This Get Made, I think, which is a great movie podcast about where they talk about bad movies. Um, mm. Paul Shear, Jason Manzoukas, um, June Diane Rayfield. It's very good. There's a movie that I think they watched where, I can't remember. It's a werewolf movie, but like teenagers, there's a couple of teenagers that get like werewolf. Teen I think wolf? it's something about a sister. No, it's a, it's like a, I think it's like a pair of sisters get werewolfed, but basically they're teenagers. So they're like, I think she gets horny and has sex with her boyfriend and that gives him lycanthropy. So if you, you could probably, oh, here we go. I have never, I am thinking about this now. I don't think I've ever seen a lady werewolf in anything ever. Mm-hmm. Are you Googling it? I thought you were going to Lady start... werewolves, do they exist and are they horny for singles in their area? <laughs> Your area. If werewolves were real, could they smell a woman's scent? Female wolves go through estrus, which involves some swelling and discharge and had a profound change in scent due to pheromone release. The myth of the boner werewolf. <laughs> Oh, man. Would a werewolf be horny on r slash werewolves? Um, this is not helping. I just, uh, yeah, I, I can, I want to look it up later, but there is definitely a movie where um, some teenage girls are werewolves and teenage girls as the howling wolves, the howling movie. And they no, got maybe it's not their boyfriend. Ginger Snaps. It's called Ginger Snaps. Wolfie. It's called Ginger Snaps. I'm learning now, breaking oh news, that the <laughs> movie is called Ginger Snaps. But I doubt the main characters are redheads. And oh, I'm one of them is curious the titles relevance. Uh, behind the campy cult classic, The Captured Bloody. All right, BuzzFeed News, let's go. That Are you actually going to read like a... Girl Rage. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's got that, like, Willow from Buffy the Vampire thing where she's got red hair and then she's got, like, the, yeah. the silver thread going through it, too. Uh, first line of this article on BuzzFeed is, Puberty is absurd. All right, cool. That's yeah. all I need to know. You understand what the movie is. Anyways, yeah. uh, why were we talking about that? Oh, yeah, spooky game movies. Men becoming oh, yeah. wolves. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Five Nights at Freddy's film is only the beginning, according to producer Jason Bloom. By the way, cool trailer. That looks like a good movie. Or fun Honestly, movie. yeah. Yeah. PETA from, uh, from Hunger Games. Oh, he's in that? Yep. Oh, that's right. He's like the main kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, during an interview with Discussing Film, the uh, celebrated horror producer revealed he can't wait to adapt more games into horror movies. I think the right video games make great source materials for movies, he said. I mean, you saw that even with the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's a different genre, but that was an amazing, successful movie. Uh, most intriguingly, Bloom now wants to dig into other popular gaming franchises to come up with the next big horror movie. Insidious director James Wan is actually a big gamer. We have a games division of our company that uh, we've been working on. It's, I'm definitely looking forward to finding more games that are popular that we could turn into horror movies. Chad, <laughs> sing my song, baby. Oh, um, Snake. I'm Snake. I'm segment from Adam Snake. <laughs> I cannot believe this Ginger Snaps trailer is still playing in this other tab. All right, this is a segment from Adam this week. Chad, you've tortured me with it in the past. We're bringing it back to torture you. Nice. Smoosh me out of a movie, mommy. Can we can I first say that about this this report from Jason Bloom like I love mm -hmm. how he's talking about video game based movies as if they're new and novel and they've never existed no. before like oh man yeah there's a lot of I mean, think about it the Super Mario Bros movie did good uh this Five Nights at Freddy's thing I think we might have something here basing movies off of video games 
I'd yeah. love to explore doing that more. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? It's very, it's it's new to me energy. <laughs> so right? I never heard about it. It must be a good idea. Uh, so this is a game where Chad is torturing me with, was it Smoosh Me Into a Movie Daddy or something I, like that? That sounds about right, yeah. In my version of the game, Chad is going to pitch me an idea for a horror movie based, or a game, a movie horror movie based on a video game okay um and okay. you're gonna pitch me an idea like i'm gonna get pretend like i'm a producer maybe i'm jason bloom you're gonna pitch and you know, i've never heard of this video game movie thing before so you're gonna right. pitch it to right. me maybe i'll have some notes on it we'll figure it out we're just gonna have fun and improv because that is the basis of comedy all right do you have any idea i've got a list of games that are horror games and maybe i have actors do you need a prompt or do you want to throw something at me i mean i guess i, I could i could start with something Go for it. Jason Bloom. I'm going to pitch you something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pitch you. You, you, you've seen the Mario Bros movie. Yeah. It was really cool and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really? really? Yeah. Really cool. Geared towards kids made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Sure. You've, uh, are you seen this five nights at Freddy's thing that you're putting out? I mean, it's my movie. So yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Spooky. Right. Still kind of geared towards kids though. Well, if not geared towards kids, kids watch a lot of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, spooky, right? We yeah, want to exploit yeah. the kids, like Jared. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, God. Oh, uh, don't make me think about that fucking Awful documentary, documentary I'm torturing myself with right now. Yeah. That guy's disgusting. Anyway, speaking of goofs, new boot goofing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, yeah, so I'm going I'm to pitch you on this movie. You know what? You know what's scary? People say the nuns in in these scary movies. I ghosts, think that's one of ours, right? Ghosts. Mm-hmm. People are fucking terrified of ghosts because you can only yeah. see them sometimes. Sometimes you can't. People are fucking terrified, and you love a good main character that you can identify with. Someone who's fucking terrified of ghosts, but they gotta do it. They gotta do it. They gotta clean out this hotel. They gotta clean out this mansion. Mm-hmm. What if I told you you have a built-in install base? That million dollar or that billion dollars that Super Mario Bros. movie did? He has a brother that we he saw does. for so little of the movie. That's true. Luigi's Mansion. Hmm. Spooky, right up your alley. Spooky yeah. movie. Ghosts. Christina Ricci. Casper. What do you think killed Casper? He's this dead kid. What do you think uh-huh. killed Casper? This is not about the... I'm asking you, Jason Bloom. What do you think killed Casper? Was it Jared Pro- from Subway? No, hope not. Was, no? Probably smallpox. What if we had someone who could who could help people move on by sucking them into a vacuum cleaner, but still getting uh-huh. some goofs, some scares in there while yeah. still being appropriate for kids? You have... When you make something that's scary, like, like your freaking conjurings or your insidious, you're alienating billions of people on the planet who aren't old enough to go see it Mm -hmm. what if we made something for everyone that everyone can enjoy while still having dead kids as ghosts in it being sucked up into vacuums for sure um how about give me an actor because i've got a list of people who owe me favors Uh, okay 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 we we've got charlie day signed on as luigi for three movies one of them is a solo film three appearing in other movies okay dead kid ghost number one devin Mm -hmm. sawa Oh, I like that tie back. <laughs> Final That's Desti- he's, he's got, you know, he's got idle hands. He's got Final Destination movies. He's got that he voice horror Casper background in the movie. already. Did he voice he voiced, Casper in the movie? He voiced Casper. Or no, I think he was the real kid. He's in he's in Casper the Friendly Ghost. There you go. There you As go. Wild show. America. They have a great rapport together already. Jonathan Wild Taylor America, Thomas. you got my attention. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. What's he been okay. doing? He's cheap now. He hasn't done a movie yeah. in a while. Mm-hmm. Excellent, uh, you know, companionship there. Him, him and Devin Sawa because they did movies together. Here's yeah. another one. Oh, here's another. Hold oh, on, are you I'm getting, getting a call? call right now. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting a call. A funny thing. Do you want me to um, leave? No, you're good. Somebody already okay. owns the Mario license. We can't take that. Ah. Uh, but I like your idea well, you... of a kid-friendly horror movie. What okay, if I pitched okay. you? I don't know. Do something with little nightmares. Mm, yeah, little nightmares. Jason. Jason Bloom. Uh huh. What if I told you that we're playing Little Nightmares and I'm not familiar with the game at all, but I'm going to pitch you on Little Nightmares. <laughs> Go for it. Basically, a kid in a raincoat goes onto a like a ship and there are weird, creepy, like claymation people with long arms and they're you terrifying. You don't, don't got to tell me here's a, Here's the thing. Okay. Kid-friendly, scary movie, right? 
My nephew, when he was seven years old, would brag to his friends in school. He lied. He was a fucking lying whore. <laughs> would brag to his friends in school that he'd seen the movie It. Okay. He'd say, I know Pennywise the Clown. I've seen It. And that was a, a that was a, a level of cool that you could only attain by lying or seeing the movie and shitting your pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As a seven-year-old boy. There is a built-in audience that wants to see this movie about this little kid in a trench coat going out in the rain chasing a little paper boat and some scary shit happening. Mm-hmm. What if we made a movie that they didn't have to sneak in to see or that they didn't have to like take a, their parents' uh, freaking pin number on their phone and then go to YouTube and buy it on YouTube because you can do that mm-hmm. and then watch that on their phone while they were you know coked out of their heads uh, in their bedroom. Like, like every what parent. If, what if there was one that they can just ask Alexa to play Little Nightmares? And Alexa okay. says, I've validated with your voice print that you are an appropriate age for this because everyone's an appropriate age for mm-hmm. this. Now, you obviously have no idea what Little Nightmares is, but give nope. me some actors you think would be in this movie. <laughs> we have Little gross Nightmares. characters. We've got like a gross chef. Who's going to play the gross yeah. chef? It's a claymation Absolutely. movie, so we just need a voice. Yeah, Danny DeVito. Okay. He can be a little nightmare. He's a gross chef. <laughs> Alex Borstein. Very little. Oh, yeah. Doesn't have to act that well because well, she, she can act very, very well, but it's, it's not going to be a, a, a big stretch for her. Yeah, I've seen Catwoman. I know, I know what she can do. Um, speaking of Marvelous Miss Maisel, season five, oh, incredible! Just finished that this weekend too. Oh, so good. Very nice. Um, freaking Martin. (laughs) Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Elijah Wood. The whole Hobbit crew. Okay. Doran, Florin, Gloin, Moin, Bison, and Glyson. Okay. And Domino Gleason. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think we've Star got this Wars. little nightmare. I think we've got it nice. Yeah. Uh, so that sounds awesome. We'll do that. That's on the board. Uh, I've got some things for you now. I've got things that are already across my desk that have been approved. Okay. So a little game called Phasmophobia, which I believe is mm-hmm. about being scared and hunting ghosts, right? Who yeah. we've got already approved. We've got Cillian Murphy, you know, Christopher Nolan's best friend. Yep, Angelina yep. Jolie also wants to come back and do uh, video game movies. What, what kind of mm. what kind of movie would you make with those two that has to do with phasmophobia? Oh, Cillian Murphy and Angelina Jolie. Yeah, I've got the perfect movie. I'm I'm racking my brain. I can't remember the name of the game, but there's something about gross looking lips. Um, because it's a, you know you look at both of those people and they have distinct lips. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm searching the deep recesses of my mind to find to pull a game out of a hat. Well, I already gave you a game. The game's called Phasmophobia. Well, you said what kind of movie would you make with these people? That's oh, what, what kind? Asked yeah. Me. Okay. Yeah. 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 You gonna make a, a lip movie? <laughs> Something to do with scary lips, and it's just gonna be their mouths. Oh, actually. Oh, here it is. Mer- it's a. It's a, uh-huh. it's a movie. You're gonna have to buy the rights from Universal. Okay. But it's a movie about the start screen. Of Super Mario 64, where you can uh-huh. pull on Mario's lips and yeah. make his nose all sh- shaped and weird. And it's just going to be somebody's done that too many times. And Mario yeah. turns into Angelina Jolie <laughs> and or Cillian Murphy. You get to choose at the beginning of the uh-huh. movie. <laughs> your, it's your character creator. You're going to choose whether you have a masculine build or a feminine build. If it's masculine, you go with Angelina Jolie. If it's a feminine build, uh-huh. you go with Cillian Murphy. Yeah. But awesome. It has nothing to do with phasmophobia. How about no something you do know about? Is. It's fine. Uh, Alien Isolation. Disney called and mm. said, uh, here's this Fox stuff that we don't want to deal with. Alien Isolation. Yeah. I do have Michael Sarah said he's interested as long as Kiera Knightley. Here's the thing. Yes, Kiera Knightley will be the lead in this movie. Michael Sarah put him on a couple of those like stilts. That they make uh-huh. for people like Andy Serkis running around as a gorilla in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. He's got the the like stilts for his hands and the stilts for his legs. Put him in a in a you know cover him in black tar. Boom. Michael Sarah is the perfect alien. He does come with, however, a clause in his contract that requires him to speak at least a total of twelve minutes in the movie. Oh, really? Yes. Twelve on screen minutes has to be Michael Sarah dialogue as the xenomorph. Mm-hmm. Um. So here's the thing. Alien isolation, you're hiding around, you got flashlights, you're hiding in vents, hiding in lockers. You in the game, you like have this little machine that shows you where the, the xenomorph is. 
And so I figure the way that we can get around this, like we don't have to actually pay Michael Sarah to be on screen that much. Mm-hmm. And we can do a lot of this with VO. And we just, okay. I'm, I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for you. I'm going to, I'm going to get, <laughs> uh, are you in that locker over there? I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I guess I'll search the locker. It's, it's a little bit like, I'm just, I'm disturbing your privacy a little. I'm going to ask permission. Can I search? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. If I can't search the locker, say no. In, in the next 10 seconds, say no. And then, and then he ch- checks the lock. And so we kill a lot of time that way. And we yeah, mostly, huh? there's no xenomorph in there. Uh, but we just pay Michael Sarah 12 minutes worth of dialogue to get out. And then we watch Kira Knightley just run all over us. Yeah, yeah. Ship. So I got a call from the test group. The test group okay. says they like the idea of Michael Sarah as an alien because he looks like one already. Kira Knightley is a, everyone loves Kira Knightley. But they said the test audience really needs a romance. I know it's a horror movie and it doesn't make a ton of sense. But they said we do have 57-year-old Tommy McGuire says he's willing to be Kira Knightley's uh, romantic partner. How do you move that pivot. into the movie? Pivot. We're going to pivot. Um the movie starts mm-hmm. on a spaceship. There's a big misunderstanding. S- Michael Sarah asks for a lot of permission to search a lot of lockers, asks for <laughs> consent. He finds her in one of them. And mm-hmm. she says, listen, it, it, it starts out as, as a like, hey, I need, to get, I need to get out of this sticky situation. She says, please don't eat me. I'm in love with you. Okay. Right? And he is to the alien. looking the way that he had to the alien. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's yeah. like, uh, I've never felt this before. What is what is love? I've never I felt love before. This is a new thing that I'd like to explore. They move mm, down. To pretty Earth. scary. They so start far. A, they start a coffee shop together. Uh, OK. Um, and this turns into here's here's a built an audience for two games. Now, coffee talk coming in here. Toby McGuire uh-huh. is the bartender that they've hired for their coffee <laughs> shop. And in all the shenanigans, getting this all set up, Kira Knightley actually does fall for Michael Sarah as the xenomorph. Mm-hmm. However, Michael Sarah, as you can imagine, starting a coffee shop in modern day America, like there are a lot of people who don't want him there because he looks different than everyone else. Mm-hmm. So while she starts to actually fall for him rather than like the ploy that like I'm just doing this to stay alive, he's facing a lot of trouble. And and then somebody tells him, listen, she doesn't actually love you. She's just saying that so that you won't kill her. And he, mm. that's, that's, you know, that's the climax of the movie. That's the critical turning point. And he goes to her and she says, that was true. But listen, <laughs> things changed. Uh, yeah, I feel uh-huh. different about you now. And he's like, no, I don't believe you. He runs off, finds a cat that jumps out of an air duct at him. Mm-hmm. My, Michael Sarah on his stilts <laughs> covered in tar. Shenanigans. And he's fighting a cat off in the middle of the street. Uh-huh. Falls down a sewer. Next thing we do, fade up 60 frames a second from black. Michael Sarah laying in a hospital bed. <laughs> He's dying, hooked up to a bunch of machines. Yep, as the alien. Uh-huh. Paralyzed from the neck down. Kira Knightley by his side, just sobbing uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. And then he says with his dying breath, I'm so glad you taught me to love. Toby Maguire comes in, burns the body. <laughs> <laughs> walks away from the building. It's on fire. Turns out he accidentally burned Kira Knightley. She switched uh-huh. spots with Michael Sarah so that he could. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you I, want this movie or not, Jason Bloom? I've noticed that the longer I let you go on, the crazier it gets. I do love <laughs> this movie. Will work very well in the Southern United States because interracial couples are terrifying to those folks down there. So I think <laughs> this movie will work well. But. uh yeah, I'll I'll give you a call back. I had some good names in here, and holy Chad, you just kept going, and I was just like, "This is not horror movies," but I'm down for it. Some other random names I had in here: Nick Cage, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Palm. Is it Clementine? The uh, Mantis. What's her name? I I don't know how to say her last name. The real place oh. Mantis. It's Palm. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen it's... her name before. Um, I also had John Reese Davies, uh, Mark Ruffalo, and the girl who played She Hulk. Even though her name is Tatiana Maslany, but oh, I just, I just yeah. wanted to be funny. I wanted to be funny. Yeah. Uh, that's it for my segment. That went, Chad, let me be honest with you. Not what I was expecting to happen, but we need to fill time, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to Game on Game Show, the game on our game show. We play a game called Game on the Game Show on our game show. Game, 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 game. Adam, I told you up front, this is a game we have not played in a long time. And in fact, it's mm-hmm. been 53 weeks exactly. Had we Ooh. recorded playing this game last week, it would have been literally to the day since we last played this game. This game 
well, you can see its counterpart in theaters right now, is called Quiz Me Cat Meets Me Margaret. This is the game <laughs> show with four rounds. It is a lightning fast trivia quiz game uh, where mostly it's designed to make you feel incompetent. <laughs> Not this guy. Not that guy. So here's how it works. I have four different rounds of this game show called Quiz Me Cat Meets Me Margaret. Each round, you have to do a specific set of tasks. Could be answering a question. Could be convincing me of something. Could be choosing from two items. Mm -hmm. If you get through all four rounds within the time limits, you get a super secret prize. If you fail a round, however, you do not get the super secret prize, but you do have to continue the rest of the game. I will be keeping score and I will be taking, uh, I will be keeping time here on my phone. Um, are you ready Yo, for round one uh -huh. of Quiz Me Captain? It's me, Margaret. This round is 30 seconds mm. is your time limit. For one prompt, first round, quiz me, Captain, is me, Margaret. Are you ready? Yes. Round one starts now. Name five video games that have released in 2023 already. Final Fantasy 16, Diablo 4, uh, Dead That's Island 2. two. Three. Um, mm. 20 seconds left. <laughs> two more games to go. 15 seconds left. No, it's not going that quick. Mm. 10 seconds left. Two games. Two <laughs> games that came out this year. Five seconds uh, left. Tears of the Kingdom. Three. That's four. One um, second. Oh, uh, time is Fire up Emblem. right off. I said the Fire Emblem. You didn't hear me? It was, it was on delay. Late. I said Fire Emblem. It's too late. No, nah, nope. no. We're going to do, do the cozy thing where no matter what you said, it was wrong. That's true. Um, <laughs> that's okay because your punishment is you have to finish the game. Round yeah. two. Why was that so hard? 60 seconds. I know, right? It's the pressure. <laughs> I designed yeah. this game around the pressure. Second round, 60 seconds. Double the time limit. Triple mm -hmm. the questions. There are three questions mm -hmm. in this one. Okay. You have to answer all three successfully to move on to the next round or unsuccessfully to move on to the next round. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for round two of Quiz Me, Captain? It's me, Margaret. Go for it. 60 seconds on the clock starting... Now, name two Canadian cities that Alex Cozina does not live in. Montreal, Edmonton. Nope. Edmonton? Correct, that's one. Quebec. Two. What are six letters that do not appear in the title Baldur's Gate 3? What, six what? Six letters that do not appear in the title Baldur's Gate 3. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, G, X, Y, and Z. There's got to be six of them in Clever. there. Clever. That works. <laughs> what are two different definitions of RPG, which can be seen in many video games? Role-playing game. One. Japanese role-playing game. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that does not count. You Rock have propel grenade. Thank you. That is two. You finished that with 39 seconds on the clock. Very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> round three this one's short 20 seconds usually involves you having to convince me of something very subjective okay round three quiz me captain one prompt are you ready adam go for it it's me margaret mm -hmm. 20 seconds on the clock starts now convince me that xbox should acquire activision they should because um you can play games for free on game pass day one I can already play games free on Game, pa game Pass. But you'll play in other games. Six and guess what? Adam will be happy. And if Adam's happy, you'll be happy. Oh, you know I like that. 19 seconds and you nailed it. Perfect. All right. Final round. This one comes down to the wire. You're going to lose or you're going to lose. It's going to be very, very dry. <laughs> it's a tough uh, one. Final round. 30 seconds. So we're back to our original mm. timetable. 30 seconds. I'm going to read you off. I have eight pairs of things that are video game related in some way you have to choose the correct one from the pair correct is super subjective it is mostly mm. whatever i am thinking in the moment they are all video game related in some way are you ready you have to get four of these eight correct within the 30 mm -hmm. second timeline are you ready for the final round of quiz me cat meets me margaret yes 30 seconds on the clock starts now pirates or cowboys uh pirates that's right, tattoos. Character creator or pre-designed hero? Uh, pre-designed. That's right. Looks better in cutscenes. Do or do zero sugar? Uh, zero sugar. Do not drink your calories. That is correct. Baked Lays or Cheetos? Mm, baked Lays. Absolutely. Don't make your fingers gross. X button or cross? Cross. 
Ooh, no, it is called the X button. False. Amiibo or Amino? Amino. Ooh, get those gains, baby. Disc or digital? Uh, digital. Oh, sorry, that is 30 seconds. You got five of those six that you answered, which means you successfully completed the final round of Quiz Me, Captain, it's me, Margaret. I'm a loser, baby. Let's go. Congratulations. <sighs> Ooh, thanks for playing, Adam. That was uh, that was very good. What was the thing you lost? Oh, you just couldn't name a fifth game that came out. This I couldn't year. name that was a fifth game. the only thing you couldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. By the way, when I saw that, that, hey, God, it's me, Margaret, in the movie theaters, I was like, I know this was based on a thing, but I was like, I, I, there it is. There's a thing that Chad says sometimes. Yep. Quiz me, Captain. It's me, Margaret. So this is a combination of "Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret." Mm. Crunchitize me, Captain. <laughs> From Captain Crunch. <laughs> and you know, quiz like a game show. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize yeah. it was Captain Crunch, but it makes sense. Yeah, Crunchitize me, Captain. <laughs> mm, mm, That's it for game on game show, and that is it for episode three hundred and fifteen of Respawn Aim Fire. You got some homework if you're listening right now. If you're watching, you also have homework. Your homework is to go to patreon.com slash respawn aim fire. While you're there, you can do some fun things like voting on what games we play for barf. That's backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends. It's a segment once a month where we all play a game of your choosing. Uh, and we talk about it at the end of the month. It's usually a game that's like a classic that we've never played or something that's been on all of our backlogs for a while or just something we've been wanting to play. So go over there. Choose that shit. You also get exclusive access to one of our monthly RAF game shows. So in the past, this has been RAF Pretty, which is our uh, not-at-all-copyright-infringing uh, take on Jeopardy. It has been an incredible feat that Alex pulled off in terms of just, like, production value and all of this kind of stuff. It is a wow. hell of a fun time. Those two, technically, Rafferty 1 and 2, are now open to the public. They are open to everyone. However, there is a third one under lock and key, only for those patrons at patreon.com slash fire. And this one is a new game based on Debatable, which is, if you're a kind of funny best friend joining us, like many of you are, it is, is based on Debatable. And it is me and Trevor trying to go against Adam and Mike... Mike I can't remember Mike's rolls. last name. Well, um, I Mike love Misfit Rolls. Mike, I love Misfit Rolls is his last name. Um, and, and we're pitching ideas for theme parks. So it's Xbox theme park versus PlayStation theme park. And it is the most frustrating, stroke-inducing experience of my life <laughs> while also being very creative and innovative and fun. And it's you should go and watch it. You should go watch it's it. It's so good. Support it. Patreon.com slash Fire. Um, speaking of barf, Moonlighter is the game. We've mentioned that already once this episode, but make sure you're going to play Moonlighter. It's also, it's very accessible. It was just on sale last week. We retweeted it. It was just on sale last week everywhere for like $4. Mm -hmm. And then it's also on PlayStation Plus Extra and Xbox Game Pass. Um, I'm sure it's on sale on Steam for like 12 cents too somewhere. Yeah, so. it's super easy to get. Yeah, yeah. Go play that game. It's it's like a, you're a, the, the whole shtick of it is like you're a, in an RPG, you are the sales, per like you're the person somebody goes to to buy items or weapons or armor. And so by day you sell shit, by night you're actually going into the dungeons to get the shit to sell to, to passersby. That's my understanding of it. I have not actually ever played any of it, but uh, I'm to. You've got it. Dope, dope, dope. So go play that. That's it for the podcast. Adam, what was your favorite bullshit thing that we brought up today that was not on the dock? I mean, there was so much, right? Um, I really like talking about Ernest because he's a hometown hero. Um, and you not knowing anything about horror video games was also very fun for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. That was a good time. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. E-Bombay! 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 <laughs>